0: Welcome to Renaissance City, a Prowlers and Paragon's actual play produced by TTRP Theatre. I am Duke Walter, your game master. Myself and a group of friends have come together to spin some tales, have some laughs, and hopefully entertain you with our stories of superheroes. The Prowlers and Paragon system is a rules-light role-playing game that allows us to live out the fantasy of being the heroes and villains. This is the next issue in our solo series, featuring Cotton Dearborn. Cotton is played by Chris Freedom. TTRP Theater is a group of actors, artists, and gamers from all walks of life that collaborate to bring you compelling content. We are a diverse group that loves playing a diverse set of games in a diverse set of styles. We have created a community for all people to come together and help us tell stories that we can all be proud of. Be sure to visit TTRPtheater.com for all of our content. Okay, let's get into the show. The duality of Cotton Dearborn and King. I know that we've talked about it in your Zero session, but in this last run of episodes, we saw King not lose control necessarily, but it's been perceived by Shadow,
1: especially, that there was some bloodlust. Is that a thing for King? King is his own. His own creature, he's kind of holding on to a lot of the stuff that Cotton has stuffed down, so there's some complexity there. It's interesting. There's definitely some some aggression and some just kind of I-don't-give-a-fuck out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Cotton certainly has some of that
0: I-don't-give-a-fuck to him, just in different ways, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We haven't explored a lot of Cotton's anything in this game. It's been very much in the moment. So we're going to dig into a little bit of that today. The relationship with your mother. What's that like
1: now? Now that you're mid-20s? We've been through a lot together, and she's been through a lot on her own. She was all hooked up in high society and, and living that life. And uh, Dad died, and basically the rug got pulled out from under her, and she was kind of ostracized by all those people. You know, never mind the fact that during all that time, she was really kind of at Dad's service. He was abusive. He was controlling, and more more than just to be expected of a man in the time, I mean he was over the top degrading um but she played a role you know she she loved him she was loyal to him to a fault and she thought that would bear weight when he was gone and it did not the family just basically told her to shove off that she's not one of them she moved on and it it broke her spirit so really I mean I I carry that too because I was ostracized as well and I was young enough that, like, I didn't become entrenched and need that high lifestyle. I kind of get to put my foot in both sides of of that social world a little bit. But that heartbreak, mostly for my mom, just kind of leads me to being... The term that comes to mind is her her support animal. Uh, which is which is funny in its own way, <laughs> right? you know I keep an eye on her um she's certainly independent, but let's just say she's not she's not doing much she's subsisting, yeah, that's new insight. I didn't know that um her relationship
0: with her husband and your father was that brutal
1: I mean there were a few instances of like all out abuse, mostly though he demeaned her i mean she was led to believe that. Her only reason for existing was to be at his service. She was gaslit, and psychological abuse is still can and will be brutal. And it doesn't go away just because the abuser goes away. Right. You know, so she's all up in that.
0: Your sole link back to your father's side of the family, the one and only person who has acknowledged you, I guess acknowledge is probably too tame of a term, because you have a relationship with your cousin Daniel, right?
1: Right. It's one of those relationships where we'll always be tight, but it's not like we spend a lot of time, you know, growing up as kids, we were inseparable and he has declared, we have declared loyalty to one another, essentially, in spite of what our families have done. And I can call on him and every now and then we may hang out a little bit, but truly socially, there's a lot of barriers there. It's not as much a companionship in the now as it is a locked-in relationship from the past. I have cousins like that. I have friends like that. You know, people that you you have a, a
0: very, very strong bond with despite the minimal communication. But you light up when you think about them. You know that you can call on them and then randomly one or the other of you will reach out it's as if you haven't missed a beat. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As kids, were you sneaking around to hang out with each other? Since your mom was ostracized,
1: were you guys... So we had years together before the before all that happened, before my dad died. Okay. And so my mom um, and dad and his mom and dad, his dad was my dad's brother. They hung out a lot. They socialized a lot. And so the two of us were always running around kind of thick as thieves. That's when we became close. So we ran around as littles. And I mean, it's not like anybody disallowed us to hang out after that. It just had baggage, you know? It had baggage between the adults, but not between the kids. Precisely. Exactly right. Okay. And so, I mean, we would hang out, but even in like, even in school, by just social roles, we were in different cliques. We did different things. But, you know, I mean, we would talk to each other in the hall, but it's not like we were sitting at the same lunch table.
0: So you guys went to the same school? It's not as if you were um, completely in different parts of the city or...
1: No. Yeah, we were we were close by.
0: I mean, you are Dearborns, so it would make sense that you... Exactly. ...subsisted within the Dearborn section of town. Cotton is headed home to see his mother are you just going for a visit is this an invited instance you know she's uh, she's gotten in touch with you and said you know come for dinner on tuesday or
1: saturday or whatever no really really my mom my mom needs me i'm i'm kind of her i'm kind of her one true comfort and i know that and so it's a little bit of a A combination of obligation and and just joy to have my mother in my life. And so I make sure that I see her at least once a week. And this is really just me going to check in, make sure she's okay, make sure she has what she needs. Um, I'm honestly, I'm carrying a little guilt because running around with Shadow and Raymond, I've been distracted and I haven't seen my mom in several days longer than it usually would be. So, I'm eager to see her. You show up. She lives in a house, in an apartment? Oh, she lives she lives in a small house. In a small house. Very small. So, like a little one-room bungalow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: You arrive. Do you bring anything with you? Do you have a standard, um, you know, you show up with flowers and cookies from, you know, Renee's Bakery or whatever. Right. Do you have a ritual for showing up with your mom?
1: So the the thing about my mom is that she doesn't receive well. <laughs> She's never been a taker. She's a giver. Um, and if you deprive her of her ability to give, that's what upsets her. That's what, she, that's what hurts her. She really just wants to dote on me. So... I show up literally just to have her make me breakfast, to, you know, help her do the heavy lifting around her house, do a couple of chores for her, and catch up on in her life. Um, just my presence is 100% the joy that she needs. Okay, so
0: you arrive at your mom's place. It's morning. You can smell the coffee and... You know the eggs and and the the sausage you come in the door, she's right where you expect her to be, just like she always is. Oh, good morning, dear. You're just in time. sit sit, sit, like she always does she she waves at you from the kitchen, telling you to sit at the at the table as you sit down at the table. She is at the stove, and she's um she flips a couple of eggs onto a plate, she, she flips some sausage onto a plate, um, brings it out to you, puts it down in front of you, and she goes back into the kitchen. You hear the percolator, the coffee percolator going, she pours out a couple of cups of coffee, brings in the um, coffee and cream for you, because she knows that you can't get by <laughs> your coffee without cream, um... <laughs> uh, it's no it will always be funny it will always oh, be funny um that's hilarious and you guys sit down to breakfast it's not long into breakfast and she's not really saying a lot um just you know you guys usually just eat together it's nice just to have a meal at the table and after i don't know maybe five or six minutes of sitting there just eating just being in each other's presence you hear some footsteps In the kitchen. And you see someone walk up to the sink and turn on the water and begin uh, wetting a rag. And you've never seen this person. They're in a, just kind of a bare brown jumpsuit.
1: What do you do? Mom? Who is in your kitchen? (laughs) Oh,
0: um... Well, uh, oddly enough, I came home early this week and someone had left an attendant on my doorstep. Um it had a very nice note. It, it was it was an anonymous gift. It's been so very helpful around the house. These things are really just I mean, I'm so impressed. I I thought for sure that they would just be worthless this automated system but really it's it's been so helpful who sent it i don't know dear it was just a it was just an anonymous note
1: it's anonymous where's the note you sound upset i'm concerned i'm concerned first of all i'm skeptical about these things in the first place i mean just from the from the start but secondly who would be giving you this gift, and why? I mean, I, I these don't... things don't come cheap.
0: Oh, I know that's why I was so surprised. I, I, I didn't even think about it. I just thought that I finally got lucky, and someone was being nice to
1: me. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the world doles out luck like that. I, I love you, mom. Oh, you're but... so
0: cynical. Well,
1: I hear you. <laughs> I'm trying to be realistic and protect my mother.
0: Protect me from
1: what? It does my dishes. It cleaned up the yard. It, it's... What else might it be doing, though? I mean, we don't know. These technologies are are really beyond our understanding. It may be tracking your movements.
0: You sound like such a fuddy-duddy. Who would want to track my movements? What
1: does that even mean? That is valid, but... Somebody may have a reason to manipulate you, and I don't want it to happen. You've been listening to that Moe Blogan on the radio again, haven't you? (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't spend my time doing that. I'm just trying to be realistic. Do you have the note? Can I look at the note?
0: Yes, sure. Hold on. I'm I'm sure it's... I, I think it's in the bedroom. Hold on.
1: And she gets up from the table, and she walks off to her bedroom. I go immediately into the kitchen to examine this thing and try to determine if I'm perceiving any threat. It stands up straight
0: when you approach it, and it turns toward you and just is standing there looking at you, not saying anything. It looks like a human. It's human-ish. Oh, okay. The ones that you have seen before this are very well crafted and intentionally... Sculpted and manipulated to appear to be people. This one, while it looks human, it's easily identifiable as something more as a piece of technology. Um, right. it, it doesn't. It doesn't have quite the detail in the face. It doesn't have quite the precision in the craftsmanship in the ones that you have seen up to this point. It's what's the right word? Clunkier, I guess, is the right word.
1: Sure, sure. Maybe like a, a stage before, an earlier stage of development.
0: Yeah, possibly,
1: yes. And it just is standing there, as if it's waiting. I'm just gonna walk around it, try to gather as much information as I can, uh, just analyzing what it does, what it's about, how it's put together. I'm literally just trying to soak it all in.
0: As you move around it, um, It will occasionally try to turn. As you're close enough to it, you can kind of hear the gears moving, the hydraulics within it moving a little bit. It's not threatening in any way. Uh, It seems as if it's attempting to be face-to-face. Attend to me? Attend to you, yes. Right, gotcha. Your mother comes back in the kitchen as you're making circles around it, um, and she hands you the note. It's a typewritten note that says,
1: I hope this helps. Unsigned. Unsigned. Is there anything unique about the paper? Is there anything I can identify as a clue?
0: No. It's just a plain white card, you know, like
1: cardstock piece of paper. Hold still. I'm talking to the attendant, trying to get it to stop turning around with me. Okay. Does it obey my command? Yes, it stops. Okay, I just want to circle around and check out the backside and make sure there aren't any switches or anything exposed that I can understand better.
0: So your mother approaches. Oh, cotton! It's it's so very unique. I don't have a clue as to how it really works. Um, it's not like it came with an owner's manual, you know, like my like my refrigerator did or anything. But she unbuttons the the front of the jumpsuit and. She kind of pulls it off of its shoulders, and in its chest, she undoes a like a little hook and opens a panel. And inside the panel, inside the chest, there are several dials and switches, different numbers, um, and then there's an on-off switch in there as well. I'm going to flip the switch to off.
1: Okay. You flip the switch to off. It is now just... Standing there. There appears to be no life in its eyes. It's not doing anything. Nope, it's not doing anything. Hmm. Mom, I don't want this in your house. I understand that it's helpful. I'll come over and do your dishes for you. I'm worried about this. It's not safe. I've seen these attendants... This was a gift, out cotton. doing the bidding of bad men and putting people at risk. These are dangerous machines. There is nothing dangerous about this, Cotton. This was a gift.
0: You can't come in my house and tell me what I can and cannot have or do. Someone was kind enough to do me this kindness.
1: It's If you could tell me who, possibly I could compromise. But at this point, I don't know that there's not some devious intent behind this. Why would there be a devious intent behind this? These things can be controlled remotely. Somebody may intend to have this thing turn on you at some point. Controlled remotely? I've seen it. I've seen these things in action. There were several of these involved in um, a bank robbery. There was a bank robbery? With attendants? Right. Right. And I don't know. They may have been programmed differently. I'm not going to say I know. I'm just saying... It's enough for me to know that it's not safe for you to be here alone with this thing. Well, you can't have it. I love it.
0: And it's helpful. And you can't have it. (laughs) I don't want it. Okay, good. Settled. Now, sit down and finish your breakfast.
1: So I flip the switch back on. And when it comes to life, I give the directive. Attendant. Walk to City Hall. It
0: starts... Walking out the front of the house Your mom Stop And it stops right before the front door Mom I'm telling you Listen, I love you Cotton, I love you too And you don't get to tell me I am your mother You do not get to take this away from me
1: What if I could prove to you That these things can be dangerous If you have proof, then I will listen So What did I get myself into? Maybe I don't approve, but I've seen it, Mom. You've
0: seen it. How have you seen
1: it? I was in the street that day that the attendants were involved. There was a shootout. I mean, it was crazy.
0: There's no guns here. This. It listens to me, okay?
1: It Until listens it to me. Until it doesn't. Until it doesn't.
0: And I can turn it off when I want to. And I can turn it on when I want to. It does all kinds of tasks. I mean, you haven't been available. You haven't been around for the last, I don't even know how long.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I will make more of an appearance so that I can help you keep up with things. I understand you have a lot going. I'm not saying that to guilt you.
0: That's not why I say that. But this is, this thing is helpful. And it makes me feel special that someone would want to give me something like this.
1: I can see that, and I don't want to take that away from you. But you're trying to. Except that this is not a safe device. I haven't had a single problem, so... I'm inclined to want to destroy it. No! No! How dare you? Oh my gosh, Cotton! How is this that important to you? It's just
0: a freaking machine. You don't understand at all, do you? (laughs) I apparently not. She drops her eyes. She goes and picks up the plates from the table. She takes them into the kitchen, scrapes them off, and starts doing the
1: dishes. Fine. Take it. Mom, I'll make it up to you. I promise. I'm just protecting you because I love you. Okay. I love you too. I'm going to come back in a week or so and check on you. What can I bring you other than this? (laughs) I, I don't need anything but for
0: you to be here. So, okay. And you're right. If you're, if you're worried about it, you, you're right. It's just a, it's just an appliance. It's not, it's not a person. It's not, it's not a friend. It's not, it's
1: none of those things. If I find a way that you can have this and I'm comfortable that you can have it safely, I will gladly bring it back to you. I just want to make sure that you're protected when I'm not around. That's my number one. Well, it's part of what
0: I was hoping this attendant would do. I hear you. At least be a presence in the house. But, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay.
1: Attendant, follow me. See you later, Mom. Love ya. Love you, too. she watches you walk out the door. You get into the Buick. Where are you headed? I mean, at some point, I want to rendezvous with the guys and examine this thing collectively and determine what we want to do with it. Really, for now, I just want to, I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to turn it off. I don't want it to be activated in my presence. You get it in the car, and... Is it sitting in the passenger seat? Is it sitting in the back seat? What do you do with it? It's in the front passenger seat. Uh, The back seat is full of nitroglycerin. Oh, that's
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The back seat is full
1: of nitroglycerin. (laughs) <laughs> oh lord uh, it's a scary life we're leading here yeah
0: my uh, risk tolerance is pretty high it's totally ridiculously uh. high <laughs> <laughs> okay um so <laughs> so you turn it off um and it you know it's not like it slumps over and its eyes close or anything like that no it's just sitting there same as it was
1: right you drive away are you going back to your place? I'm gonna drive back to my place. Yes. And on the way, I'm just kind of slowly cruising, obviously, to be safe, but From all the um, nitroglycerin in the backseat. Right, right. Right. <laughs> but also just kind of leisurely heading back to my place, trying to imagine what I'm gonna do with this thing, um, long term, hoping trying to think through how I could find out the you know basically just how to end this whole automaton process in the first place or if it can be ended and as I'm driving through town, I see Dr. Brown Just like on the street? Just walking on the street It occurs to me that I haven't had an appointment with her in several weeks and I really need to talk to her, so I pull over and just try to try to get her attention. I've parked the car and I'm out on the sidewalk. Okay Yeah, it's not, I mean it's not
0: hard to get her attention
1: Dr. Brown Hey, how are you? Hello, Cotton. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Excellent. I just happened to see you walking. I am apologize for bothering you in your own time, but I need an appointment with you. I wonder if I could get some time with you.
0: Uh, yes, yes, of course. Um, I'm available day after tomorrow, mid-afternoon. Okay, perfect.
1: Is that enough time, or is it an emergency? I wouldn't say an emergency. I just had a lot going on, and... Uh, you know, kind of some of the things I'm going through. It'd be nice to have a, an informed ear and help me process some things. I I look forward to it. Certainly. I'm happy to help. Excellent. Thank you so much. Enjoy
0: the rest of your day with your friend there, and um, I will see you um, day after tomorrow.
1: My friend isn't actually a friend. It's, it's one of those automatons. Have you seen those? The attendants? The attendants, yes, dog on it. That's what they're called. Uh, yes, um, I have one myself. You have one too. Did, yes, they're quite did handy. Did you buy it yourself? I did. Right, it's wildly unique. It is. How do you feel about it? I
0: think it's fantastic. Okay. It leaves me so much time to not worry about um, the menial tasks around my home. My husband and I both we
1: put it to good use all the time. It's it's very very helpful. It's amazing technology, that's for sure. Where did you get yours? My mother received it as a gift, anonymously. Oh, how very generous. Well, I'll tell you, I'm very suspicious, and I I have seen these attendants used for evil. I've seen them used in crime, and I'm just concerned. I, I don't know where this came from, and... Honestly, it made me nervous, and, and really, I think I've, I've kind of hurt my mom's feelings asking to take hers away, but she did consent. So, Well, these are definitely stories I would like to hear. Attendants being used in crimes? There was an event at the bank. Um, there were several attendants involved, and, I mean, there was a shootout with the police. Yes, I'm it glad was, to see you um, it was frightening. in one piece. And, and the attendants appeared to be under the control of whoever was trying to commit the crime. And it just concerns me that they can be used... I guess it's it's up to the user whether they do bad or good, is what I'm deducing. just makes me nervous. I understand. That's, that's very concerning. Tread lightly. Keep an eye on the thing. If yours does anything out of... Out of the ordinary. Feel free to call me. I will happily help you subdue it or get it out of your house.
0: Thank you for the information and the warning. I'm, I'm going to have to rethink the whole thing, I guess.
1: Well, and hopefully I'm wrong. You know, I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to be cautious. I've seen some things. I know that the people who are making these things don't always have the consumer's best interest in mind. Um, I've spoken to a few of the people involved in that process, and. They're heavily involved in in some crime themselves, and I worry that someday. Honestly, I'm worried that someday these might become an army in the aid of criminals, and I hate to see that happen. That's certainly a scary thought. So, okay. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. I will see you again in a couple of days. And yeah, no, thank you. We'll chat. Thank
0: you for the information. I'm I'm. Uh, my eyes are open, I guess, a little bit. Um yes, I'll see you day after tomorrow. Take care.
1: oh Dr. Brown i I was talking to my friends the other day and they were asking me about you, and I couldn't remember your first name. What is your first name? Ingrid Ingrid? Yes, okay. I'm so sorry. I was just curious. I just I, all I have in my brain is Dr. Brown. That's all I had. it's it's common. It's okay. Thanks Thank so much, coming. Doc. We'll see you in a couple days.
0: Get back in your car, you head to your apartment, you pull up, and you are getting out of the car. Do you turn the attendant on to take it inside? Are you going to try to carry it in? What are you doing? Oh, no, I'll I'll turn it on and give it a directive to get into the house. As you open the door to your car and you, you reach inside, you flip open the panel, you flip the on switch, and you give the attendant the directive to follow you, you hear a voice, careful with that, and you turn. And it's your cousin, Daniel.
1: Daniel. Hey. Surprised to see you here. What are you up to?
0: Just, uh, in the neighborhood. I, luck would have it, you pulled up right as I was getting ready to leave. I just was upstairs knocking on your door, didn't get an answer, so. It's been a while. How are things going for you? Great. Yeah. Really well. Good. He steps up, um... And he's looking in the car at the attendant.
1: When did you get one of these? Well, funny story. I uh, I was over at Mom's house, and somebody had given her this as as a gift anonymously. Interesting. So I am, uh, just complete honesty, I've seen some things. I've seen these attendants do harm, and I wasn't comfortable leaving it at Mom's house, and, and so... I I may have broken her heart a little bit, but I I kind of insisted and took it away, with the ultimate goal of trying to figure out who the heck gave it to her, number one, and then just to determine you know whether or not there is a safe way to keep one of these in the home. I, I'll tell you what, let let's let's go inside. Sure,
0: attendant, follow me, and you guys make your way upstairs and into your apartment, and you know Daniel's the last one in the door, and he turns and he closes the door. And he says, Cotton, I'm the one that sent this to your mother.
1: You don't have to worry about this one. It was me. Well, that's a tremendous relief. Um, I'm glad to know that. I have to say, though, I still have some concerns. Are you aware of some of the things these things have been doing? Um... Yes, I'm aware.
0: But... Jeez, uh, how do I put this? the programming within these models it's incapable of following anything past simple commands that's the reason that i chose this model for your mom and and please if i overstep my bounds let me know i just no,
1: um no, no, no. Not you at know all. I've, I've tried to help out secretly throughout the years with your mom um Daniel that means the world to me it really does it means everything to me i appreciate you well yeah let me let me ask you this how do you know so much about these things
0: it's um it's an interesting technology and after i had seen and he takes his left hand and and kind of rubs it through his hair what's been going on with them in the city i mean there was that bank robbery there there've been several other instances of well <laughs> It's been reported as malfunction, but really, as I've kind of dug into it a little bit more, it's definitely malice, not malfunction.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, Some friends and I have been pursuing this. Uh, We were there during that bank robbery, and and I was actually injured. I know. Um, Yeah. So we've been trying to figure out kind of the source and maybe the plan that some of these shady types have come up with. I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what the ultimate objective is. I just know that they don't really seem to care who they hurt in the process. And we're trying to figure out a way to stop them, to be honest. Well, you're you're
0: not wrong about that. Whoever it is behind this, they definitely don't have
1: good intentions. Right. You... I'm feeling that maybe you know something you're not sharing. What do you know? Um...
0: you know what you've um you've always been honest with me and you've always shared things with me um and I've always been grateful for that and seeing what's been going on with you for the last few weeks and (sighs) you know what cotton I'll just I'll come out and say it please um I'm the sable you are sable I am.
1: What the hell?
0: Okay. Um, well, you know we <sighs> you told me early on about your powers and, and what you were capable of. and I was when, when mine came about, I was so frightened of them because some horrible thing... <laughs> some horrible things happened because I couldn't control what it was that I was doing at the time and I was scared and so I stayed silent about it. Um, and it's why I mask my face it's why it's why I didn't even tell you
1: oh my god this is this is shocking Why? I can't believe I mean if I were willing to expose that side of myself to you I would think that I'd earned your trust
0: you you had and I'm sorry I should have I should have shared this with you a long time ago
1: I get it I really get it I mean it's it's a scary thing so tell me about your powers what can you do he reaches out his left hand and
0: everything that's sitting on your countertop raises up off the counter
1: all things of all
0: everything content. that's yes all the content that's over there on the counter. I can move things with my mind. Oh, wow. That
1: could be incredibly useful. It's also incredibly dangerous. I'm certain. How well do you control it? I mean, you seem like you have total control right here. Now I have I have great control. It's been a long road
0: to get here, but... I mean, you know me. I've always loved to juggle and do coin tricks and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and I think that's part of what's helped it is that I do have those kinds of abilities sure but really um I didn't want to expose myself I didn't want to come out as the sable to anyone because I didn't want my family to be in danger in the path of danger
1: I completely understand you will be a target if people find out that's no doubt that's no doubt you know, I'm not quite as careful. Um I can yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> mostly just mostly just because I I just I don't have a whole lot else going on. I mean, this is really what I'm about. So I mean, I suppose honestly, now that I sit here and think about it, I'm probably putting my mom at risk, but uh you are. It's one yeah, of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today. That's valid. That's valid. So okay. So you're Sable. I mean, what are you up to in that role? Are you out there trying to figure this out, too? Are we working on the same problems at the same time?
0: Most definitely.
1: Well, we should get together.
0: My resources are a little different than yours. Sure. Your brashness. Is that the right word? Um, You and your friends definitely have been on display quite a bit, whereas I try to work more in the background, if and when I can. I hear you. I have some connections to some people that are helpful, let's say.
1: Right. Got you. I feel like we should help each other. Would you be willing to meet my friends?
0: Absolutely. It's why I'm approaching you today. Honestly.
1: Um, Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm not
0: just... I mean, I I am here (laughs) to see you and and to make a family call, but, no, sure.
1: um, I just want you to know that I respect your privacy as much as you want to protect yourself. I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that, that outs you to anyone. And I'm grateful for that.
0: So no, I, w- I would love to, um, have you introduce me. I mean, I know that we already met, um, your friend Raymond is quite funny.
1: There's some irony you know, here, an- been... analyzer and all, right. <laughs> We've been, We've been really trying to to figure you out a little bit and trying to get closer and figure out what you're about. So this, I mean, this is huge. I feel like if we join forces, the odds that we solve this thing have gone up dramatically. Well,
0: good. I'm glad you feel
1: that way. Not to mention you really put me at ease to go give this thing back to my mom and put a smile on her face. (laughs) That That makes me feel so good. I felt terrible about taking it away from her.
0: Yes, no, this one is um thoroughly vetted. The the reason that I chose this model is because it it cannot be controlled from a
1: distance. Got gotcha. you. Perfect.
0: The thing that I found is there's some kind of radio signal, radio beacon, something somewhere that they are able to communicate with these upgraded models. That I'm still digging in and I'm still not finding answers necessarily and that's one of the things that i want you and your friends help with um absolutely but the other the the other thing i think someone's trying to frame me cotton
1: really how so
0: i'm not sure why i'm not sure how but there are some people showing up around the city dead like who mostly poor people in hoovervilles and other homeless communities bodies being dumped and i'm worried that it's part it's part of the reason that i don't put my powers on display very much sure but the way that these people are being killed is very reminiscent of
1: some of the ways that my powers have been displayed publicly well the good news is that nobody knows who the real you is Except for a few trusted souls, right? True. So let's let's solve this thing on our own, and we'll end it. That's what I'm hopeful for. I have a question for you. Did you know of a powered individual named Frenzy?
0: Yeah, I've heard of her.
1: Do you know anything about what she and her friends were up to and what their objectives were?
0: Um, They're kind of for hire. They're not, uh, (laughs) their moral code is, um, fluid. Gotcha. Okay. Highest bidder kind of thing.
1: Why? Have you had run-ins with Frenzy? We have. Um, Frenzy and a few others that were working together, and between you and I, Frenzy is no more. She's no more? Like, she's dead? She is, she is dead. I'll tell you, when you came clean to me, the surprise of learning that you were the Sable, I began to worry about who else I don't know, <laughs> and who else is out there doing what. I mean, truthfully, I i wasn't in the room when this all went down. It, it was king at the time, and, and I've heard, but I understand that between myself and, and my friend Raymond, Frenzy's life was ended. Did you kill her? so... I... I've got to be honest. It plagues me. I'm not sure what my role was in it. I know that I was involved. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I don't have memories of what King does.
0: Oh, that separation. Right. It's...
1: Right. It's... Oh my god, what is... Yeah, what is it like to live like that? It tears me up, to be honest. And then... You know, I'm running around with these guys, Raymond and, and Shadow, and and they're great guys, and, and I'm 100% loyal to them. But Raymond, you know, without divulging too many of his secrets, he he comes from somewhere else. I mean, he thinks differently, he acts differently, and I often believe that when he tells me what happened with King that maybe I'm not actually getting the story, you know? And so it just leaves a big gray area for me. I'm struggling. Honestly, I saw about half an hour ago I saw my psychologist, psychiatrist, and I'm gonna I'm gonna meet up with her in a couple of days and just try to try to work on it. Yeah,
0: to lose entire spans of time. Yeah, it's wild. I didn't realize that there was that separation of mind between you and King. That's like I mean, it's like you're an amnesiac of sorts, right?
1: Well, it's absolute. It's absolute. It's like at any given time, I'm only living half of a life. And God knows what's happening during the other half. It's it's crazy. Isn't that scary? Oh, it's horrifying. I mean, at some point, I have to think I'm going to do something in one form that causes consequence for the other form, and I'm not going um, to be ready for Didn't that just it. happen?
0: You woke up to find out that King had killed frenzy well sure but or had it
1: been involved in the death of frenzy yeah and i mean fortunately we haven't had too many actual consequences from that event yet but i just feel like any day it's coming yeah how know? long ago was that here's the thing i i don't even know how much time has passed i i come in and out of this thing as cotton and i lose track i mean i have to kind of reestablish. My frame of reality when I come back into my form as a a man. And then I have to kind of try to piece together the puzzle the whole time. Only to find that, you know, I just end up having to have a reason to go back to King. And I'm assuming King is just as frustrated as I am. But I'm not sure. What? It's wild.
0: Yeah, what a... I mean, it had honestly, it hadn't even occurred to me until we started having this conversation. What a hurdle that you have to mount every time you change from one to the other.
1: We all have our cross to bear, and I've got advantages many other people don't have. Um, they just they come with shortcomings. It's to be expected. So we should plan a time to rendezvous with my friends. So you can get to know them and we can compare notes. Agreed. I need to stay out of the public
0: light for a little bit of time. I will find you next week. Okay.
1: We can set up a meet then. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Having this relationship now, knowing that we're essentially solving the same problems, If I had a need to reach you, what would be the best way for me to find you? You know what, Cotton? You can handle yourself.
0: And he reaches into the inside pocket of his suit jacket that he's wearing. And he hands you a small device. It's about the size of a cassette tape. You know, more or less. It has a small dial on it that... Can be clicked to five different settings. Um, And then there's on the side, there's another like roller dial on the side that you can see. It almost looks like um, a radio. So the roller dial on the side goes up and down, uh, you know, scroll, will scroll across a series of numbers. Um, And the dial itself um, has five different settings. It says like 0.02, 1.4, 2.2, 4.6, and 8.2 on it. This is something of my own creation. I had a little bit of inspiration from the Troubadour. He helped me kind of refine it a little bit. This is a way that you and I can communicate. And he sits down and explains to you how it works and how to modify it. It's the device that he's also been using to try to find the radio signals that are being sent to the attendants as well. So it's not only is it a communication device, it's also a monitoring device. So you can try to pick up different radio signals and tune them in um, through the device itself as well. Amazing. Yeah, well, um, wow. a little bit of money, a little bit of time, and a little bit of brains. I like to tinker.
1: That's great. Technology has come so far, man.
0: It really has. And uh, and I'm telling you, the Troubadour, he is... Uh, man, he's he's really, really creative. He's got a lot of great little projects that he's working on, all kinds of weird
1: new stuff. I would love to meet the Troubadour. I'm sure there's plenty we could have his help with as well. Oh, you don't know him? I don't think I've met the Troubadour.
0: That definitely needs to be uh, part of our process too.
1: Daniel, man, it's so good to see you. I'm blown away by what you've told me today. I would never have connected these dots. So your ability to stay down low is fully intact. I will fight for that. But just understand that you've got you've got comrades on my team as well. I hope so. Absolutely. Let's rise up and solve this thing so we can save the city. Agreed. Love it. Look forward to seeing you soon, my friend. Yes, I will. Uh, I'll be in touch next week. Excellent. Take
0: care. And he uh, he stands up and he shakes your hand. And... um, One of the things that you know about Daniel that kind of stands out is that he's left-handed. Okay.
1: Hey, Daniel. Yes, sir. Before you leave, could you do me one practical favor? I'll try. Could you levitate that... Nitroglycerin glycerin out of my backseat and put it in this extra bedroom.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, I
1: could. Man, that would be fantastic. I've been driving around sweating bullets. Why in the world
0: you would drive around with nitroglycerin in your backseat makes no sense to me, Cotton. But then again, um, well, you and I have always... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, you are the... Uh, anyway, yes,
1: I will do that for you. Adrenaline is fun, my friend. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. All right. Thanks. Thank yeah. you so much. I'll I'll okay. be seeing you.
0: I'll be back in with it shortly. Uh, okay. Gosh.
1: turned western in your backseat. All right. Thanks. Anyway.
0: A couple days later, mid afternoon, you show up at the hospital um, for your meeting with Doctor Brown. She greets you as normal. Cotton. It's good to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: glad you decided to come in today. How have you been, Doctor Brown? I've been good. I've been good. I've I've actually been through a lot, and I've been through a lot more than I know. Um, so I'm struggling with that, but I just let me. Before we get into it, I just wanted to follow up on the attendance conversation we were having. Have you looked into them a little more? Have you learned anything else? Um, no, I can't say that I have. Well, I've learned a little bit, and there are some models out there that are safe to have in the home. I wonder, do you have the latest model, or do you have an older model? Do you know?
0: Um, I really am not sure. Um, okay, we just bought it recently. I don't know what model it was, to don't be honest.
1: Um, well, let me give you a heads up. The more current models, the ones that look more like people and less like uh, machines, machines, mm-hmm. are uh, are more likely to be controlled from outside the home. I just want you to be aware of that. I'm not saying positive or negative at this point. I'm withholding that judgment, but I just want you to have an awareness to protect yourself. So I, the one that my mother had that I had in the car, uh, come to find out, it's an older model, that is safer to have in the home. Um, so I was able to take it over and return it to her today, and made her day. So well, I just wanted you to be aware. That's good news. Okay, thank you. Anyway, how have you been? What would you like to start? To, what would you like to start with today? It's been a minute since you and I talked, but um, I honestly feel like. I feel like I need to apologize to you again for bullying my way into your mind. I, I hope you have noticed that I have not done that today. And, and I don't intend to do that unless a need arises. I, it's not a thing I'm trying to do recreationally. Um, certainly with the people that I care about and that I, that I trust and I want to trust me. So I, I just need you to be aware of that. Well, good. I'm glad you're being mindful. My, my other form, king that I take. Um, I've learned just through conversation with my friends and my associates that king may have done some things, some violent things. And honestly, the thing that I'm struggling with most is just how to process that as cotton. I don't know what to do with that. I'm having trouble taking any ownership and dealing with the consequences that king may have created for me do you feel guilty i feel terribly guilty
0: okay and, and what do you feel guilty about
1: well i i think king has hurt some people and you know I, I mean as as much as i'm maybe willing to scrap if the need arises i'm i'm generally not as much a violent guy i don't know i'm having trouble reconciling king's actions with my mind i'm sure that's probably not not a normal thing that you would have to deal with as a doctor the
0: idea that you are of two separate minds is not an uncommon one we see it in certain patients usually it is attributed to delusion or amnesia possibly sure it's an interesting topic and quite divisive in several ways amongst our community okay as far as treatment and how to get you i it's i mean we could huh, we could possibly try some of the treatments that they use for amnesia currently i mean is king this is such a special circumstance uh y you, you know you're not sure um you' you're not maybe you are i don't know i don't i don't know that there's an okay so with with a typical patient with amnesia, they're not changing into some demigod <laughs> you know there there isn't a there isn't a mass physical change that also you know splits their mind in this way, but the symptoms that you describe are similar. So maybe that's a path that we can take moving forward as we can attempt to
1: do some of the therapies that we would for someone with amnesia. I'm certainly open to it. Okay. Just, just having the knowledge, I mean, would, would give me some peace of mind. Right, because
0: you, you remember nothing.
1: Is that right? Right. No. In fact, I mean, from inside me, it feels like King may as well be a totally different being. I don't feel any crossover.
0: Yes, last time you were here, you were asking if I could help help you to facilitate the change between yourself and King. Because you didn't have any control over it. Is that something you're still looking for?
1: Well... I wouldn't say that I could just easily flip the switch, but I have some methods that have been helpful. I have figured out I've figured out a way to invoke the catalyst that creates that change. Okay. How do you do that? In a pinch. I mean basically as as Cotton, uh, as you know, I have the ability to feel other people's emotional states. And so what I've done a few times is I will go somewhere where I know there are a lot of people in a heightened emotional state, or there are simply just a lot of people to sample from, and I will take it all in at once. And that overwhelm seems to be enough to flip the switch. You know, the consequences that King may have being in that state on the other side, I have no idea. But I'm not concerned about King's state... On
0: the other side, Cotton, if you are to feel that many emotions, if you allow the flood into yourself, what does that do to you?
1: Well, I'll tell you. I mean, it's a wound. It does feel, I do feel wounded when I come back. I feel worn out and just kind of emotionally, I don't know, used up, I guess.
0: You say you've done this a few times. Right. What happens what happens if this is the only way to do it and you keep doing it and it has to be constant?
1: Then what? What are you doing to yourself? Uh that's a that's a valid question, doc. I don't know the consequences. I guess that's part of what I'm in search of here, you know? I mean, is it is it safe to continue to do this? Is this something that maybe I should withhold unless absolutely unavoidable? I mean, I can't I can't begin to tell you how
0: to handle that side of you it's 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 got to be very complex i mean i would recommend that we try to find another way to facilitate that that seems like it will be nothing but detrimental and harmful to you in the long run i would love that so what about well i mean i can't talk to king so i don't know um maybe that's what needs to happen maybe i need to talk to king at some point too
1: i'll tell you that insight might be some way you can help me bridge to the other side i'm open to that i would also be open to that honestly i never thought that cotton
0: dearborn would be my most intriguing subject i won't lie to you but um and i shouldn't probably say that out loud professionally but cotton dearborn you are (laughs) by far and away my most intriguing subject I still, and, and I assure you, I have not shared any of this information with I'm certainly glad you're interested. I, I haven't shared this information with anyone outside of you and I, and, and I will not. Um, And as a matter of fact, I, I've been very, very careful in how I take my notes and where I keep my notes concerning you and this issue, especially after you um, revealed what you revealed to me, as I am concerned for your safety, but also my own. Thank you. Yes, I think that um, I think that I would like to talk to King at some point. At some point soon, okay. if we could not, not not today. I'm not. I don't think I'm necessarily ready, and I, my thoughts aren't complete enough on how I would do that. But I'll tell you what. Let me um, let me put together a therapy program concerning amnesia. Let's see if we can pull some things from that and. See if we can't make some headway for you um, with some of those therapies.
1: How does that sound? That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. Your willingness to be discreet and keep this between us, it means a lot to me. I have the utmost respect for you, doctor. I appreciate you so much. Well, thank
0: you. You still owe me for the last three sessions. So if you could drop off a check on your way out, that would be great.
1: (laughs) Without a doubt. I will take care of that today. I'm just kidding. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm grateful for you, too, Cotton. I really am. This is, um. I mean, like I've said before, it's fascinating. And I also appreciate what you and your friends seem to be
1: trying to do here in Detroit. It's noble. Well, with a little focus, maybe we can achieve some good for the city. I just need to make sure that I'm mentally and emotionally sound so that when the time comes to strategize and to take action, I'll be in the right frame of mind to do so. Well, I would very much like to help you do that. Would it be too much to ask for maybe we could set up a regular weekly appointment? For a while. Cotton, when have you ever been able to keep a weekly appointment with me? <laughs> I I love that you can call me on all of my garbage, but I will try. I will try if you're willing. I am willing.
0: Um, And honestly, I think we should probably start meeting somewhere
1: more private. Okay. Do you have a spot or do you want me to come up with something?
0: I have your address. I will put something in the mail as to where once I have it figured out. For now, you can continue to meet me here. Okay. And once I have a more discreet location, I will provide that to you. And maybe I can talk to King. Sounds great. Anything else that you needed to bring up today?
1: You know, I mean, we didn't really process a lot today, but um, I've kind of put it on the table. I feel like, I feel like let's, let's regroup and start with King and we'll see where we can go from there. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it. Gladly, Cotton.
0: Hey everybody, thank you for listening. My name is Duke Walter, your Game Master. Renaissance City is a Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition actual play set in an alternate 1920s Detroit. It's a bit noir, a bit sci-fi, and a whole lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Invisible Duke. The Scarlet Spartan is played by Dean Martin Jr. Cotton Dearborn and King are played by Chris Freedom. Saint Shadow is played by Jaz Abramowitz. You can find all of our content at ttrptheater.com. We have links to our YouTube page, our Twitter, Twitch, all of those things there. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more Renaissance City.